Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Girl CEO Podcast, the playground for female entrepreneurs. My name is Ronnie Brown, and I'm the author of Amazon's best-selling book, From Mopping Floors to Making Millions, and was once a teen mom turned millionaire business mentor. I created my Girl CEO community for women like you. Girl CEO, you are a trailblazer, a creative, an innovator, a boss, and a woman who knows that she deserves more. Join me each week while we uncover what it truly takes to be your own boss and become a successful Girl CEO. And don't worry, sis, I got you. Okay, so first question is, Ronnie, I was asking, how are you able to not shrink yourself as a Black woman and demand your respect and be confident? That's a really good question. Um, I think that you often feel like you'll get further in business, especially women, you know, and, and people overall, you know, you feel like you will get further in business if you shrink yourself. People tell you that. Um, and the reason why they tell you that is because they want you to be mediocre. All right. Hold on, girl. I'm to Friday. They tell you that because they want you to be mediocre. They want you to live a very mediocre life. And it's this thing where um, if you are kind of out the way, right, you'll be less of a threat to other people. And I just feel like I just never cared about being accepted by everyone anyway. Um, I grew up <laughs> in the hood. So where I grew up at, it's just like people were going to tell you about yourself anyway. Um, I was fighting a lot growing up. I was always on like fights and stuff. I, I hung around a group of girls and it was off the chain. Um, so I never cared about being accepted because I've always been like very bold in my walk. I've always been extremely voices. And I just think that we shrink ourselves in business when we are trying to be for everyone, right? Okay. Like one of the mistakes that one of the biggest mistakes that you will make as an entrepreneur is trying to have everybody like you. Okay. And I tell people this all the time. If everyone likes your behind, then that means that you are not being yourself. Are you trying to people please? Are you trying to be for everybody. You can't be yourself and be for everybody. It's impossible. So I'm not shrinking myself. I refuse to shrink myself. I refuse to try to kiss butt to be cool with everybody. I'm me. If you feel me, you feel me. If you don't, you don't. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. But what I'm not going to do is try to like shrink down this. Y'all know my ass is crazy. Like this right here. I'm not doing that shit. I'm showing up as me. And let me just say this. In all of the moments where I was like 
afraid to show up as myself. Those were all of the moments where people were playing me. Like they were playing me. They would take advantage of me. You know, they was robbing my behind blind, charging me higher prices than what they actually charge. I was getting taken advantage of. Um, oh my God. The list goes on and on and on and on. Those were the seasons of my life where I was getting played. So what I will tell you all is all that shrinking is normally because you are overly concerned about what people think and you trying to and you trying to prove yourself to people. Once you get over trying to prove yourself to people, a lot is going to change. You know, most of the time when we're in that space, we are, we're trying to be accepted by everybody. And that's the wrong way. It's some people that don't like me. Guess what? I don't care. <laughs> it's some people who ate my guts. I don't care. I'm me. I'm not for everybody. I'm for a selective group who can handle me. Everybody can't handle me because everybody can't handle a confident person. Okay. I'm not cooking no swine. What are you talking about? Don't come in here with that. I'm cooking an egg, okay? A fried egg to go with my avocado toast, all right? That's what we cooking. So how did you get past that? How do I get past that? I got past it not caring what people think. And I want to stress this. Once y'all stop giving a hell what people going to say, a lot of y'all going to go so much further in your lives. Because y'all care too much about what other people got to say about y'all and what other people think about y'all and what other people go and think if you do this and you do that. Okay? So, that's how you get free from it. Um, I want y'all to go to the question tab that's uh, on my page right now, people asking the questions. And I want y'all to like the questions that you want me to ask, answer first. Good morning, best friends. All right, shout out to everyone who's buying badges. Listen, y'all could be doing whatever, but the fact that y'all value the information like that means a lot to me. All right. Next question, how did you get over the fear of failure to quit your job and better yourself, especially with kids? So the fear, the fear of failure is one thing. Now, making a good decision when your ass is an adult and you got children, that's a different thing. Now, what I did was I was intentional and I was responsible when it came to quitting my job. Now, I had a whole lot of people that was telling me, quit your job, quit your job, quit your job. But one of the things I knew, okay, is that if I would have listened to their asses, if I wouldn't have... If I would have got to a place where I needed to pay my bills or my rent, was they going to be able to help me? Hell no. So, with that being said, there were a ton of people who were telling me to quit my job, but none of them people were in a position to pay my bills. So, you're going to have a lot of people in life that will encourage you to do dumb shit. Because to be honest with you, they'll tell you to do something. And then the second you do it, 
those are going to be the people that are going to be off somewhere saying, oh my God, can you believe she quit her job, child? She really did it. She crazy than a motherfucker. I can't believe she did that. That's what they're going to say. And then you'll call them for $100 or $1,000 because they didn't boosted you up and pumped you up and told you to leave your job and you didn't listen to them. And now you somewhere applying for food stamps, rental assistant, rent, rental assistance, trying to get your best friend to, you know, let you and your kids live with her and you pissed off because you didn't listen to somebody that then told you to quit your job and you up and you over here in the rut and they will not help you. Okay. They will not help you. So what I always say is like, how did I get to that point? I took my time. I was thankful for my job because baby, I remember when I was on my knees praying to God. How many of y'all ever prayed for a job? I prayed for that job. And I had to make sure that I that I reminded myself of the days when I was praying for a job. Because we can kind of forget. We can definitely kind of forget the times when we were praying for a job and we was begging and asking the good Lord to give us an opportunity. That's how I got to work every day. Because hell, sometimes you freaking forget that there was one time in your life where you was praying for the very job that you had. And you start getting real arrogant. You start getting extremely arrogant, extremely unappreciative, and you start being thankful for what you got. You know, I see that happen to a lot of people. They get very, very, very forgetful. And it's like, oh, now you... Now you hate this job. You hate the very job that when you was going in on an interview, you was asking the good Lord to give you the job. Let me just tell you, the mind is a dangerous place. Okay. And the devil is very busy. Let me just tell you this. He will have you out here complaining about some message you once prayed for. <laughs> Let me say that one more time. He will have your behind out here straight complaining about something that you initially prayed for to the point that you will literally forget that there was a time and place in your life where you were begging for the job. And you will be sitting up there feeling yourself, I can't wait to get out of here. I hate this place. I just know God has more for me. Blah, 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 blah. All the unappreciative crap that y'all be saying after you didn't already beg and ask God to give you something. Come on now. That's what really be happening. That's why I had to check myself like, God, when it's time for me to go, I'm going to go. But until then, I'm going to be thankful as hell because I'm not about to sit here and be complaining about something that I was asking and begging for you to give me. And then when I got here, I started acting like it's beneath me. Because sometimes... You do get to act like that. Like, oh, this is beneath me. I want more. I'm ready to get out of here. God has more for me. All of this stuff. And it's like, baby, you just got here. You ain't even learned the lesson that 
you were supposed to learn. Some of y'all think it's about the money, but it's some lessons that y'all have to learn. Y'all have to learn lessons with people. Y'all have to learn how to be down. Let me tell you, one of the most valuable things that I learned was how to stay the hell down until I actually came up. Meaning, how would I act when I had no money? How did I learn how to, you know, deal with people? How did I learn how to handle myself when money started to come in? How could I bounce back from nothing, right? There were lessons that I had to learn in my life before I was even ready for success. I thought, let me just tell y'all this. I can honestly look back now and say that I thought that I was ready way before I was actually ready. I needed to work on myself. I thought I needed to be making this amount of money and that amount of money. And it was all because I wanted, you know, I was in my ego. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes you're in your ego and you think that you are worthy and you're supposed to be somewhere that you have not really, your character is not, it hasn't reached yet. So often our character has to be built up and we have to see how we handle situations, how we handle people, you know, how we handle ourselves, how we handle disappointment, how we handle opportunities. Um, we have to go through certain things before we are ready to elevate to the next level. And there were, there were times, let me say this, um, there were times where I thought I should be making more. I'm ready to leave this job. Come on, I sh this is this is uh, not my true value. Like, feeling myself. Baby, my character was underdeveloped. I needed to learn some stuff. I was feeling myself. I was smelling myself. I was feeling myself. My ego was le leading me. I had so much pride. Let me just tell you all, I got into business. I started leading people, guiding people. I had all these people that were like in business with me and baby, nothing will show you how underdeveloped you are until you start having to lead and work with people with different personalities who weren't kissing your ass, who did not care how much money you were making, who, do not, who did not care how popular you were, who did not care how successful you were, and how you handle people will show your ass the lack of training that you really have when it comes to leadership. <laughs> you will learn, my friends. A lot of y'all think y'all ready to be successful, but you cannot deal with people. You don't know how to communicate with people. You don't know how to do healthy conflict resolution. You don't know how to handle people after they do something that you don't like or you, they do something that you are not happy about. You go, you don't know how to, you don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to care about people. <laughs> Let me just say this. 90% of your success is going to be based on your ability to care about other people and how you care about them. Let me stress this. How you care about people, how you take care of the people that work with you, how you take care of people who serve your company, <laughs> your ability to listen to other people when you think you know all the shit, <gasps> y'all gonna learn. Because let me say this, 
a lot of you all think that money defines your actual status when it comes to growth and personal development. That's what y'all think. So y'all think, okay, if you making $50,000 a month, if you making $100,000 a month, oh, I'm making $10,000 a month, I'm making $5,000 a month, I'm a leader. That's what y'all think. You think that the monetary value determines how good of a leader you are because you made a certain amount of money. Just because you made a certain amount of money, that means nothing. Absolutely nothing. The money does not determine your leadership level. There are a lot of people who are making money that are trash leaders. And, and the success that they're having right now is temporary. It's very temporary. And let me just say one thing that I've realized. Everybody has a run. Okay? Everybody has a run. <laughs> Sometimes the mistake we make is thinking that our run is forever. Best advice I can give y'all. Don't ever think that your good run that you having is forever. Or don't ever think that the money that you are making is a reflection um, of how developed you are as a leader. Sometimes the ads just converting. Sometimes the ads are just converting. Sometimes the ads are just converting. Let me say that again. Sometimes the ads are just converting. You be renting success. But but true success is when you see people at it for 10, 15, 20 years, you know? Listen, that rent to success will make you think like you ain't got to listen to nobody. Like the people that's working under you, you ain't really got to take their feedback because they not as smart as you. Like, why should I listen to you? Like you make $20,000 a month. I make $5,000 a month. Oh, that is the worst mindset to have. Because just because you making money doesn't mean that someone who's making less than you can give you feedback. All right. So I just want to stress this, you know, leaving your job and all of that stuff right now, it sounds good, but I want to tell y'all that y'all got to slow up with this. I hate to hear people even talk about it because I don't even think that a lot of you all have really thought things through. When I left my job, I'm going to be straight with you. I was making $50,000 a month and I'm going to be real I was scared to leave making $50,000 a month. I was still scared to leave. I didn't even care that I was making 50. I was still afraid to leave because let me just say this. I was just thinking how quick 50,000 can go. Do y'all think about that? Like how fast? Good morning, Lainey. Do y'all think about how quick that 50 can be gone? Or do y'all know like you never really know if what you have going on is a solid business or if you just really having to run yourself, meaning like you just might be in a good season or those ads might be converting, like you just never really know. And it can go quick. <laughs> or you, you might just be having a first 
one year of success or a good, you know, two years of success or your first three years of success, you don't really know. You don't know until you know. And by the time you didn't figure it out, you didn't literally already quit your job. Huh. That's why I don't be looking at nobody worshiping and praising what they got going on. Because I done seen people be hot as chicken grease. And then five, ten years later, all the hype and wore off. And people ain't even checking no more. Why? Because God knew they heart. You be like, how the business go down like that? The business was popping. They was making all this money. Had all these followers. You go look at the page, baby, it's dead. What's going on? Arrogance. <coughs> Nastiness. <laughs> Bad leadership skills. That's why I be staying humble. Hell no. I ain't treat I ain't trying to treat nobody bad. I'm too scared. <laughs> Forget that. I get to thinking I'm all that. God been to snatch it all up. He be like, bye girl. You feeling yourself too much. Get your behind up out of here. I be scared. I ain't treating nobody bad. I be trying to do everybody right. So let me just let y'all slow down off of this leave your job talk. Please slow down off this leave your job talk. Don't let these people gas you up to quit your job. It's hard as hell to find a job right now. And bills, the bills are billing. <laughs> let me just say this. These bills, they ain't no joke. Unless you really know that you can get it out the mud and you really got a backup plan, please take your time. Don't let your friends tell you to quit your job because they ain't going to give you no money. And then if you ask them for money, they're going to talk about you. They're going to tell people that she was asking them for money after you didn't quit your job and now you expect them to do something for you. Girl, these people are full of shit, okay? Don't let them tell you to quit your job. You'll be pissed. So how did I do it? I waited. I waited before I quit my job. I had two I had two years of um, all my bills saved up before I rolled out. Two years. Let me tell you, y'all best friend won't tell y'all the truth. I was so, let me... Let me tell y'all a joke. No, let me tell y'all the truth. I had fake quit my job before. Before I actually quit my other job. I had quit another job. Okay, let me tell y'all. I'm about to eat this food while we talking. So bear with me, okay? I had fake quit my job before. And I was running around here selling products. Baby, I was broker than a broke joke. Okay, let me tell you, I was so broke, I had to get another job. Because I thought that running around here selling $10 products and $15 products, I thought that shit was going to like cover my bills. Honey, that's why all the girls would be asking me like that selling jewelry. They'd be like, should I quit my job? I'd be like, baby, have you ever tried to live off of 10 and 20 dollar sales. Oh my God. The money that I was making selling my products, I literally needed that money to feed my kids at nighttime. 
And then I had to turn around and try to come up with, because this was back in the day when rent was like $1,300, $1,400, okay? Now the rent is like $2,000. Baby, I was so broke. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't survive. All of the money that I was making in my business, I had to use it to go and pay my bills. And then my bills was like two, three thousand, four thousand dollars at, at that time. And it was like, how was I going to reinvest the money? I needed to reinvest that money back into my business. I was in survival mode. No one told me that. And then I was paying for shipping materials for my business. It was like I was robbing Peter to pay Paul. I couldn't survive. My rent got so backed up. Shout out to Frank Chambers. He was my landlord. He was like a big brother to me. And my ass was broke as hell. And he saw me out there selling my candles and my skincare. My company was a Mormonet at that time. And he was working with me to like pay my rent. He was my landlord. I was behind on my rent. And he was supporting me by buying products from me when my ass owed him rent money. I should have just been giving him the products, but he just believed in me. You know what I'm saying? He was a successful real estate investor and he really had my back. I just always thank him for just giving me and my kids grace because I thought I had it all figured out, baby. I had my little Ikea furniture. I thought I was balling, baby. That Ikea furniture back in the day had you feeling like you were living in Hollywood Hills some damn where. All right? Don't play with leaving y'all jobs. Because what I had to learn the hard way that I never hope that any of you all have to learn is that you need, you need some money to really build a real company. Okay? Like, you need money. <laughs> you can make profit at these events and stuff like that. But you really do need money. You need money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the money that you make from selling that product. I'm talking about the money that you're going to need to have to get that product to sell. The POS system, the Shopify account, the email account, the text messaging account. The supplies, okay, the packaging, all right, all of that stuff, you're going to need all of that. Even if you're in a service business, you're going to have to have pay for that damn subscription. And let me just tell you what really, really will pop out to you is the fact that those subscriptions are high as hell. You can be down and out and you look up and you're literally emails, digital uploads, graphic design, Canva subscription, um, freaking whatever else you're using, automation stuff, right? Zapier, everything is 29 to 100 some dollars a month. The marketing, the ads, the model. If you a coach, right? You got to have a, a, a space to connect with all your people. You got to have a lot of systems in place if you're selling like digital products. No one tells you, you look up and let's just be honest. By the time you finish with all the subscriptions that you need, to run a business, you pretty much add a thousand dollars just to run your business anywhere between 500. And if you do a high level coaching, you're at least going to be at 
$1,000 because what they do is like the subscription these days would be like $100, but that's the shitty one. But the one that has everything that you need is going to be like $197, you know? <laughs> Let's just be honest. But no one tells you that kind of stuff. So my response to quitting these jobs is that you better slow walk it. Slow walk it. You got all the time in the world to leave that job. But you ain't going to have all the time in the world to pay them damn bills. Because after 60 days, they taking your ass to the courts. Okay, I was running down there with my paper. You know the little paper they put on your door? I was hurrying up. As soon as I seen that paper, I was like, okay, I got to pay this rent. <laughs> you be embarrassed your neighbors and seeing eviction notice on your door. <laughs> like, mm-mm. I don't recommend that lifestyle for anyone. For anyone. I coach hundreds and thousands of entrepreneurs. I suggest a plan. I suggest a strategy. I suggest making good decisions and not just going with your emotions because a lot of the things that you all are doing, you are making emotional choices, okay? And you cannot allow your emotions to lead you. You have to make smart decisions, all right? Next question is from mm, Chanel Robinson. She says, Ronnie, how do you get over trying to cater to everyone with your messaging and have the passion and fire that you have? Um, let me just say this. I developed my passion and my fire over the, over the years, right? I've always been passionate about helping people, but I really didn't de develop the fire until, until I realized that I had to help people get from point A to point B. And when I started to ask people questions like, you know, what is your end goal, right? Where do you see yourself five years from now? And when I started to hear that people had vision, because we all had vision, right? What I saw was that they had the vision, but they didn't have the strategy. And that's when I knew that I was operating in my gift. Because I was solving a problem and I was helping people uh, live out their vision. So I'll ask you guys, like, what is your five-year vision? What do you see for yourself, right? What is scaring you from taking that step to get into where you need to be? The number one question that, um, the, the number one response that I'm going to get when I ask a question like that is going to be fear of failure. Fear of failure. Comment in the chat. Let me know. Thank you, <laughs> Kiwi, honey. She's like, Ronnie, eat your food so, no, so it don't get cold. Mm. It's so good, y'all. I'm sorry. It's good. Is it fear of failure? Comment in the chat. Is it fear of failure for y'all too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's normally fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Yes, honey, it's avocado toast with a fried egg on the top. 
so good. I just made the whole thing look. Mm, look at that. Mm, 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 mm. I'm reading y'all's comments. Mm. Failure. All right, so let me ask y'all a question. I failed too. I have failed too many times, but I'm still here. Let me say that again. If fear of failure is your biggest fear, what do you say to the fact that I failed? I failed before. So now you know that it's okay to fail. I didn't die. I just started over. I just tried a different strategy. So, I failed. Now what? Why are you still scared of failing? What you gonna do? You're not gonna melt? Y'all act like if you fail, you just gonna melt. <laughs> Which leads us to your real, your real fear. It's not the failure. Y'all think it's the failure. Y'all failing by not pursuing your dreams. That's the biggest failure. When you have something inside of you that you want to do, a burning desire for something, and you never move forward to actually accomplish it, that's the biggest way you fail in life, by not pursuing your actual dreams, right? So I failed already, <laughs> but I'm still right here. So I don't think that it's actually the failure for you guys. You know what I think it is? I think it's failing in front of people. Mm, let me eat my food because y'all ain't gonna like that one it ain't failing y'all give a fuck what people think huh. mm-hmm mm-hmm that's what it is y'all worry about the motherfuckers watching y'all 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 too worry about them people they got y'all shook it you scared to make a mistake it's the embarrassment. Hmm. Y'all think about people too damn much. That's y'all problem. Let me eat my toes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Y'all think about these people too much. Yes, you is. Mm-hmm. Y'all worry about the wrong thing. Y'all worry about, they watching me. What if they see I don't make it? What if I try and I do a launch and nobody don't buy my stuff? What if I launch this business and nobody supports me? Oh my God. What they going to say? What they going to think? They going to think I look crazy. I ain't trying to look crazy in front of these people. That's what y'all really afraid of. Y'all ain't. Why y'all why y'all not afraid about that damn job? 
What they fire y'all ass? When they lay you off? Why are you not afraid of that? Why you feel safe with somebody else paying you? Versus you making money for yourself. It's about the craziest shit I ever thought about. How do you mentally convince yourself that someone else paying you that you don't know when they going to pack up and say, I don't need you no more. How do you convince yourself? Half of the people that y'all work for, they don't care about y'all. They don't even know you. They don't have a relationship with you. They don't care about your kids. They don't even know your damn name. You're just a number. But you'll sit there and have more faith, confidence, <clears throat> and belief in their vision and invest all your time into what they have going on versus betting on yourself. How? You're not embarrassed by that? That shit not embarrassing? How is that not embarrassing? That's not what y'all embarrassed by? Because I feel like y'all always be embarrassed by the wrong shit. That's what I be embarrassed by. The fact that you spent 15, 20 years building somebody else's business or job that don't even know you. Half of the people that own your company don't even know you. They don't even care to know you. And you talking about you'll be embarrassed to start a business and you might fail. You failing right now. If you feel like you have something in you that God has given you and you're not pursuing it, y'all crazy. Mm -mm. All right, next question. How do I know if I should join the CEO Society or the Brand Rehab? The CEO Society is a membership community where we speak on different topics and different things in business overall. The Brand Rehab program is you working with me specifically for six weeks to build out your specific brand, company, and thing that you are trying to build out. Inside of the brand, inside of the CEO Society, we learn and we teach on branding, business development, and real estate, but it's generalized. You're not sitting there talking to me face-to-face, one-on-one, asking questions about your business, me coming through what, you're, what you have going on, me helping you put your business together or rebrand or revamp your business, okay? Um, that's the difference between my coaching program and a membership community, all right? Just so you know. Hey, Kiara, <laughs> okay? Someone says, Ronnie, I was wrongfully terminated, sued, one now making six figures. Thank God I was forced out. Um, CEO Society changing my life. Um, y'all have, I believe, today is Friday. I mean, what was that, Friday when we launched? Y'all have until, I think, tomorrow or Thursday to join the CEO Society before we close the uh, membership. Someone, um, Vincina said, work with Ronnie first before you join. Vincina <laughs> took my six-week program. Y'all got four days to join, okay? Um, Next question is how did you grow in this space? Was it as a business owner and as a content creator? How, how many of y'all want to tell her how I grew in this space? 
I grew in this place, I was never a content creator. Let me just make that very clear. I happen to create content for my business, but I've been on here busting my ass as a business owner for many years, okay? When I was on Instagram, there was no such thing as a content creator, okay? This is, these are new words like influencer, content creator. We didn't even call people that when I was, when I got on Instagram, all right? I signed up for Instagram. Woo, I think I've been on here since 2011, 2012, okay? Something like that. And there was no such thing as a influencer, content creator. <laughs> These are new, new names and new titles that were not around when I got on this platform. We didn't call uploading pictures and videos content. It was like, you, you posted. We were just posting, right? It's like, did you post today? That was like, oh, you post? I'm about to post something. I'm about to post something. And you would just post your pictures, all right? Um, Christina says she's been following me since 2013. That's a long-ass time, right? It wasn't like that. I was on here trying to build my businesses, and I just used it to share pictures and before and afters of like my clients. I owned a hair salon when I first started. It was called Glam Hair and Lash Bar. It was in D.C. And I used to do eyebrows and lashes and sell my products in there. And that is truly, um, you know, how I got on social media. I got on here to like just show my customers and the work that I was doing. And that's it. And I used to just upload pictures and all that kind of stuff. And I was just growing my business. So as time just went on, I started to make content, as you all call it. But back then, we were just posting pictures and we were trying to sell our stuff and show people what we were doing. Like, that's all we would do. There was no, there were no influencers. And let me just say this. Back then... If people were posting content, you knew that they really wanted it because there was no money in exchange for posting content, baby. <laughs> not when I first got on this app. <laughs> you were not going to get paid. There was no company that was going to give you a dollar. Um, it was none of that. It was none of that. So the people that were on here when I initially started... Like they was on there because they was really like trying to hustle, you know, like they were trying to promote their stuff. That's the only reason why they was on there. 100% only reason, no other reason. So it was different. We wasn't getting no check. Nobody was cutting check. Y'all remember that? It wasn't no influencer marketing campaigns. It was none of that kind of stuff back in the day. <laughs> now everybody influencer everybody has a page aesthetic you know everybody does promo like it's a career and let me just say this i'm not against it because businesses need that stuff like i literally right now i'm gonna tell y'all i'm looking for somebody that can create bomb ass content for my holistic page and i'm not talking pictures i'm talking about videos that can get influencers that can shoot the content. I don't feel like doing that no more. I've done that for a very long time. I need a beast. Okay. So content creators, 
they need it. Like, they really are needed. So don't play. Like, that's why when people be like, oh, she an influencer. Oh, she a content creator. Let me tell you something. Once you sit around and you start trying to create that content yourself, you will see how hard that shit is. It takes a lot of work. So I have nothing but respect for the people who have literally um, create that's out here creating content. So y'all better respect them people because, baby, once you try to do it yourself, you're going to see how hard it really is. And then you will have another level of respect for these people that be making this content. And then you start to realize, damn, this stuff is a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot of time. And they really deserve to make more money than they actually make. So I started on this platform as a business owner. That's the, that was the question. I was a business owner. And I was on here trying to sell my stuff. And I was doing before and afters. And I was posting my life and everything I had going on. I had no idea it would grow to the point where I have over 300,000 people that actually give a shit about what I'm doing every day. But, you know, that was many, many years ago. So I just want y'all to acknowledge the fact that it wasn't overnight. Okay. It takes time to make them damn videos. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Next question. Okay. You said, how did you get over? I didn't answer this question. It said, how do you get over trying to cater to everyone with your message and have the passion? Like, you can't cater to everyone. Let me make sure I say this. The people who follow me, most of them are aspiring entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, right? Some people follow me for different reasons. I know who follows me and why. I'm very clear on that. Some people follow me because I'm always, like, talking about ways to kind of grow personally and professionally and I coach through the brand rehab program which is my coaching program my six-week mentorship program and they follow me for that reason some people follow me for like beauty and fashion I'm always talking about my skincare skincare line sometimes I'll put on some clothes 90% of the time I'm gonna have on like during the week some girl seal stuff right but when I put that shit on I put that shit on right um some people follow me because I'll have just good conversation. Like we'll talk about life and business and balance and they just get the real and authentic me. They see my kids, my family, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's like, you know, this is just like a sister in your head that you never had. So they're my best friends. <laughs> That's what I call them. I call all of my fathers like best friends because I feel like we friends. We can just talk for hours. And I'm really good with having conversations with people. Like, I can sit here and talk, and it's like, we talking. Like, that's just how it is. Um, So they've developed a relationship with me over time. So most of the people that follow me, follow me for entrepreneurship, beauty, fashion, and straight talk. I'm like the friend that you want to call when you're like, girl, I need to tell you something. What you think? And that's just what it is. And they just appreciate that I'm not on here every day. Like, this is a, this, the clock is counting down. You have two minutes to buy and all that bullshit. Like, they know what I sell when they decide that they're going to take a coaching program, they're going to take mine. Um, if they get in skincare, they're going to buy it from Shop Holistic. It's really simple. But, you know, in between that, we just going to have a good conversation. That's what it gives. Okay. Next question is, um, how do 
you register for the next brand rehab program, inbox me. I have the links. You can inbox me. When is the next podcast episode? So, I haven't really told y'all this, but I'm working on some stuff for my podcast. And it's actually going to be um, more live podcasts. So, we're working on the media brand right now to get it going. So, I haven't really put out some podcasts. I'm probably going to turn a few of these lives into podcasts because y'all really be listening to them and like loving them. But I wanted to do more video stuff. <laughs> um, you know, that's the thing. Actually, let me say this. If you want to get the links to my coaching program, you're right. The Handsome Factory. I do not respond to, to DMs, especially if, like, if you're a guy and you're trying to like say something to me, I'm probably going to ignore you because I'm not. I'm, huh? Where? My soul, look, my comment is at like two, one hundred. So you made what, four hundred dollars? Yeah. Oh, you made five thirty six? Right here to all the way right here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just hold on, y'all. My son is came up here. Hi. He made five hundred dollars. Tell him how you made it, baby. I made it this morning. Trading. My son is a trader. So he done made five hundred dollars today before nine thirty. And I'm like, go to work. We can't talk. Yeah. And now he about to go to work. He work at the warehouse. <laughs> so, listen. Y'all heard me. I'm up here running my mouth. My son ran up here and said, listen, I made my $500 for today in the stock market. And that's all he going to do is keep getting better and better. And I, I even had to tell him, and I'll tell y'all the same thing. Like, sometimes when you learning a new skill, you're going to take some losses. But I told him, I said, don't focus on the losses. Focus on the lesson. And since then, he's just continued to keep trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. So to be his age and to be able to wake up and make four to $500 in a day, some people make that in a week at their jobs. So gaining knowledge um, and really learning a skill is the most valuable thing that you probably can do for yourself. Both of my sons trade. Um, one of my sons is 16. My other son is 21. Okay, I had my son when I was 15 years old, 15, 16. They, they're both full-time traders. And my young son, he's still in high school and he's trading in school. He's like at school on his phone, putting in his trades. Did you send a trade some on? No, I was, well, you know how I be locked in. You got to make sure you send them trades to him because you know he be trying to make his money too. Um, he's not ready to teach yet. He's not. And that's one thing, like, I'm really big on, um, just being competent. I think that we start teaching before we've actually mastered things, you know? So he's probably tomorrow. When do you think you will feel comfortable teaching something? For real, for real, you want to be like, expert in trade school, take four to five years, at least three, at least three. <laughs> Y'all heard what he said? At least three years. They can't hear you. You got to come and say it right here. At least three years. Come right in. I don't mind. Boy, just come right here. Well, I just woke up, mom. So what? He looked just like me, y'all. This is my son. <laughs> this is my baby. This is my oldest son. So tell them how long you think it's going to take. Like three years. So he said if you really want to be an expert. It's going to take you. You're going to take a lot of losses, too. He said if you really want to be 
an expert, he definitely suggests five years of trading. And he said three at the least. Three at the least. Not, not really five, but like a street grind three years. Three years. Yeah. So they talking about some when you want to teach something. That should have been uh, at least there, yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad that he not pressed to be like, oh, I'm ready to teach somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think that he's still learning too. And I just be like, don't be so quick to teach something before you really master it. Mm -hmm. They said you my twin. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you my twin? Yeah. Everybody said that he my twin. I think if he get on his nerves. Michelle. Shay is on his live. Uh-huh. Shay, you coming to get him? He looks just like me. <clears throat> um, He does foreign exchange. I do stock market. He does foreign exchange. Shay, you coming to get him? You turn it down. I hate hearing my own voice. Okay. Why are your questions like that? Because people are liking. How do you register for the brand the next morning rehab? So can y'all email? She oh, Shay said she got to stop. She said you got to stop. <laughs> she probably got some coffee. Uh, you know, she got to have her coffee before she goes to the warehouse. Maniac girl. You know, she's yeah, but she still drink coffee. That's her addiction. She cannot give that coffee up. No. Oh crap, y'all! That's that's the wrong one. Hold on, let me type it for y'all. This how you can get the link: media at girlcoinc.com. And we have a payment plan now where you can make three payments for all of y'all who were asking me to break it down smaller, so you can like make your payments. We fixed it. Okay. All right, so. Let me see. If you made good money, but you were super busy with a great job and running your own business, would you buy a house for equity or is it too much work and would take away from your work time? Um, I would definitely. Let me just say this. Right now, you need to try to get all the equity out of your home that you can. <laughs> Let me just say this. Get um, a HELOC, whatever, something, because I just feel like now that the interest rates and stuff like that are going up, you just never know what the property is going to You never really know what it's going to look like. So, Reno, come here. You never really know how the market is going to change. And I just feel like if you buy real estate, you're never going to lose with real estate. Okay? Like, you can never really lose with real estate. Do you have a training that helps you develop as a coach? Um, my six-week brand rehab, we go over everything. So, like, I've literally mapped out people coaching program. Lainey is on here. Um, I've mapped out Lainey's program. And Lainey's program was making her about $50,000 a month. Lainey was on live for me yesterday. But after I mapped out Lainey's program, her pricing, um, she was making about fifty k. All right. Good morning, honey bun. Good morning. And who else can I say? Tiffany Latoy, who is now my business partner. And CEO Society, I actually um, created Certify My Biz, the name, the pricing, the services. And Tiffany makes well over $100,000 a month. So, yeah, we I definitely do that. I develop brands, okay? That's my gift. Next question is, do you think that in branding, simplicity catches the eye more? So let me just say this. 
because a lot of people think that branding is just graphic design. Branding is more than just the logo. Branding is more than like, you know, the visual. Branding is how people feel, how they resonate with your product, what they think about when your product comes, um, when your product comes up, right? When, when they look at your page or when they use your product or when they buy from you, what is the feeling that they have? In addition to like visual, the visual side is just graphic design. It's a very small part of like branding, okay? So I just want to just stress this. Um, I think that simplicity is always better because it's timeless. But what I will also say is that um, you want to make sure that it's readable. Now, what I've noticed with a lot of um, business owners is they they pick these fonts and stuff and they're not even readable. People can't even read them. They can't, they can't even make out what the name of your company is because the font is not clear. Um, it's not something that you could see from a few feet away. Like all of those things are important, okay? And then having a logo that is really yours. Like this is another thing. McDonald's hasn't changed their logo in like 50 years, okay? That's what they are. That's the logo, right? But a lot of you all don't have logos that can carry on generations to generations to generations to generations. What I realized is the most successful brands, they're not rebranding, you know, every 10 years. Like they've started with one logo and it's been that way forever. You know, right now, I'm literally rebranding Holistic because I want to create a logo that really stands out. We just kind of had the word Holistic. We didn't have a like a um, a word mark for our company that stood out. Okay, we didn't have any of those things. So I'm currently rebranding Holistic, and you all are going to see our products, our packaging, our skincare, the boxes. Like everything is about to change. So. Yeah, I just rebranded McKinley Ray. We just had to rebrand her company because it was that purple, that purple church color. It was it was that first Baptist church of praise and worship color. And I was like, girl, we got to get this. We got to get this brand together. This, this is not it. All right. So next question is, Ronnie, how do you deal with adversity, jealousy, envy with other females or just adversity? In general, that's a good question. Let me just say this. Being on social media has taught me who my people are. It has also taught me who my people aren't, right? You think that you, you may think that meeting these people on these, these sites and these apps, you think that they are people, but they not, right? And one of the things that I've learned, just to be straight with you all, is women have deeper issues than what they display online. You meet people that they all, you know, they made up, they got these clothes on and, you know, they smiling. And this is just, this is the outer image, right? But deep down inside, they have some real deep insecurities. And their insecurities 
once put in front of your light and your confidence, it can create some serious, um, serious problems. And yes, hippie heathen. A lot of women, I am like, I am the mama bear to like a lot of women online that have experienced and is experiencing extreme success. And it's like, they call me like, I need to talk to you. Hip, hippie heathen, she called me. She was like, you know, I just went through some shit. And I'm like, what happened? And she didn't even have to tell me. I said, let me guess. You accepted someone in that you met online. You thought that you could trust them. And what did they do? I said, I can almost guess. Either they betrayed you or you hire them for your company and they try to steal your stuff or duplicate what you have going on or force themselves. And like, I've been in this game for too long and I know what comes with it. But one of the things that I would tell you all is tread lightly with these people. You have to have inner circles and outer circles. And I think that so many of you all allow people to come into your lives too quick. You allow them to come into your lives. You allow them to come into your home. You allow them to get around your families. You allow them to know your business and you don't know what inner resentment and jealousy that they truly have for you. You talk too damn much about everything that's going on. You talk about your money. You talk about this. You talk about that. And you don't even really know these people's spirit. It is wild out here and you have to take your time with people, right? Just because people got 30,000 followers or 300,000 followers, it does not mean that you can trust them. Some of those people be the messiest people. They be out here cloud chasing. They cool with everybody and their mama, right? It's, you know, it's so much in this in these internet streets. And then you also just have to be careful because let me just tell you one of the things that I've learned. There have been so many situations where people have seen someone, you know, comment on my stuff or talking to me or just coming to me for like coaching or mentorship. And I'll have a person that will see that person and they will say, you better watch out for that person. This person is this girl. Don't follow her. Watch out. She this, she that. Right. How many of y'all have ever had somebody tell you this? Don't follow this person. Be careful. Da, 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 all this stuff. And I'm sitting there listening. I remember early on, I would listen to those kind of people. And them be the motherfuckers that I needed to watch out for. Them ones. I would be friends with them, hanging around them. And guess who ended up biting me in the long run? They asses. Not the people that they were telling me to watch out for. Them. Them. They ended up crossing me every single time. So people always ask me, well, where this person? If you don't see me with someone, this something that happened. They didn't did something. I ain't crossed the soul yet. So don't ask me when you don't see me kicking it with a person and you don't see a person, you know, all around and showing the love that they was initially showing. They didn't did some fucked up shit. And you know what? I save a lot of people face. I don't always going to say it's like don't be that person that has to run a social media in time every, everybody will everything will come out in time 
when you know I, this is why i tell my mentees when people telling you oh, don't kick with this person or they telling you half the story and then you listen to it you're like okay mm, let me unfollow this person let me not be cool with this person listen be careful <laughs> because you don't really know what really happened people be out here looking nice and sweet and all that kind of stuff and then you just be like damn what happened you were showing this person all the love, praising and saying everything amazing. And now I don't even see you talking or even acknowledging or even gay. What happened? Something happened. The mask come off. And let me just also say, don't call anybody friend until you see them pass a few tests. Okay. There are two main tests when it comes to women. All right. Well, three, three main tests that women have to pass before you consider them your friends. Y'all ready? Write this down. The test of you elevating and going through your evolution, pay attention to how people move when you start to elevate in your life, all right? Meaning, can they handle it? Do they start acting jealous do they come off in an insecure way do they try to encourage you not to pursue your dreams do they start comparison you ever start a business and someone close to you all of a sudden they start the same thing or they immediately start supporting people who do the same exact thing you do but they will never and have never supported you. They're really weird. And it just happens out of nowhere as soon as you decide that this is the thing that you're going to do. Okay. Pay attention to how people treat you when you start to elevate. That's the first test. Okay. The second test they have to pass is the test of money. The test of money is will they change on you for a dollar? Will they pick, you know, money over you? Will they be disloyal to you for a money opportunity, right? Um, or will they stand on loyalty? Can they be bought, all right? Are they willing to do business with people who lack integrity, people who have wronged you, um, people who have stole from you just for money, okay? Money, money. See how people move when it comes to a dollar, all right? This is the biggest thing. So we got the first one. The first one is as you evolve, okay? Because let me just tell y'all something about that one. When people feel like they're losing leverage, when they feel like you're growing and they're not, you will start to see the ugly come out of people. They will try to turn you against people, try to tell you people not for you who are. They will compare what you're doing for other people versus what you're doing for them. People will be keeping note in their mind as to like what you are doing for other people because they have intentions for you. Because as soon as you're not doing what they want to do, um, it goes out the window. I have had relationships go down the drain because people would say something about like me not posting them. You know, like you don't promote my business or you ain't put my flyer on your page. And it's like, is our relationship based on my Instagram and how I can give you promo? Or like you posting this person more than you posting me. Like women are very jealous in that area, right? 
People will befriend you because they want to get in front of your page, even your family. I've fallen out with family members who like wanted promo 24 seven, right? And I was like, no, like that's not, you got to get this. If you're going to bring me some content, you got to get it together. Like I'm not posting that shit on my page. It look like trash, right? So like people have different agendas, okay? And then the second one is money. Like I said, money. What will people do for money? Some people are trying to line themselves up, right? Listen, line themselves up. They will go, somebody can steal from you. Somebody can do some something in business that's a dirty move. And they will go and they will still do business with that person for the right price. <laughs> so my second one is, can they be bought? Can they be purchased? Does money control them? All right, because money can make piss a lot of people off. Also, how, how do people move with you when you start making money? These are the tests that they have to pass. Do they start competing with you? People are sometimes inwardly very jealous and you won't even know it. You would think that this person is rooting for you. You would think that this person like really has your back, but secretly they're keeping score. Secretly, they're competing. And you'll have no clue. You'll be thinking, I love this person. Like this person got my back, you know? Hell no, they don't. That person be telling your business to the world. You think that you can trust these people? Mm-mm. So the second one is money, okay? The third test that they have to pass with these women it's a test of men. Now, this is a deep one, okay? Pay attention to how people move when it comes to a man. Some women will jeopardize everything under the sun for a man, okay? They will sacrifice friendships. They will sacrifice family. They will sacrifice themselves, all right? They are not loyal. You have to pay attention, okay? Listen to me. You cannot call nobody friend until you see how they move when it comes to these dudes out here. Desperate. Desperate. I'm, I, tell, I tell people all the time, I don't care what man has ever been in my life, I have never moved shady with my friends for no nigga. Sorry. Because, and, and I'm talking through it all. I don't care. And this is, our ladies, I'm talking about if you marry, I'm talking about if you got a boyfriend, whatever it is, when things get rough, because things do get rough in marriage, baby. Things get rough in relationships, baby. You gonna need your friends. Don't play your friends. For no dude. And don't ever put yourself in a position with, where a dude is all you have. Okay? Because, baby, one thing men going to do is men. All right? Men going to men. So make sure that you have a healthy balance when it comes to your relationships and your friendships. If people cannot pass the test of you growing, because once you start growing, they start comparing. If people can't stand the test of money, okay, meaning are they more loyal to a dollar 
than anything, meaning like, you know, hmm, will they do disloyal shit for, for coins? Will they do bad business for coins, right? Because let me tell y'all something, ladies. One thing a man not going to do, <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't carrying his homeboys. That's for sure. He ain't carrying his homies. You better believe it. They gonna dog him out, be fake to him, not support him, everything under the sun. He's still, they still gonna be cool. Women, that's what y'all mess up at. Okay? Y'all be like, forget everybody. I'm all yours. Everything I got, forget everybody. It's like the biggest mistake. Okay? Then you be out here, you know, looking back like, man, I miss talking to this person. This person really was a good friend to me and I screwed it over. Or you only call your friends when you and your man going through it, right? So these are just some of the tests. But the biggest one that I would stress to you all is pay attention to how people move as you start to evolve. This is the one that you are going to see fast. Because when you start moving and grooving and you start getting around successful people, and you start making more money, you're going to see who starts to feel like they're losing leverage. You're going to have people start to say like, oh, you acting different. You forgot who you were. Or, you know, you hang around these people. You hang around these people. But the truth is, deep down inside, they want that for themselves. But they don't have access, right? They haven't done the work, right? They, they haven't put in the work that you put in to get where you are. So they start to look at you with the side eye, you know, like you don't deserve it. Or they'll try to undermine you and play on your mind and make you think certain people aren't for you, right? That's the game. But deep down inside, it's because they want you close to them because they want to cling on to you so that when you go up, you could potentially grab them along the way, but they don't want to do the work. And I will tell you all that when you love people, the best thing that you can do for them is to allow them to do the work. The biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes that I made is pulling the wrong people along with me and not allowing them to really go through the journey, take the stairs, because I was quick to throw somebody on the damn elevator. All right. And I've learned I'm not doing that ever again. I'm, I will give you information. But I'm not doing the work for you. You got to do the work. And the reason I will stress this to you all is that when you start throwing people on the elevator without allowing them to take the stairs, them motherfuckers will never appreciate nothing. They are so unappreciative. Okay. They become so, they, they become so entitled, right? They start to feel like you're supposed to do stuff for them, okay? They start to talk about you the minute that you ain't doing what they want you to do for their own personal gain. It, it's ugly. And they, they don't even see and appreciate what you're doing because it was just given to them. It's easy. They have not done the work. They also forget all the shit you've done. I mean, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles to the bullshit. I have lost so many people this way because I put them in positions that their character could not keep them at. And their character could not sustain them. It was only a matter of time before the true monster came out.
So y'all stop putting these people, stop put, stop putting these people in the elevator. Teach, teach them how to fish. Teach them how to fish. If you keep on trying to throw people into success, and, and let me just tell you, don't throw them into success and see how they turn on you. See how they turn. Oh my God. They start to be so hateful. Every new accomplishment just piss them off more. And then the, the demon gonna come out sooner or later. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, <laughs> open your eyes. And and let me just say this. All right, I'm gonna get off this conversation. But people always talking about, you know, people being around other successful people and like, oh, you know, where are her original friends at? Like, I still have my best friends, Jennifer and Kim. Those are the people who have been able to withstand the storm in the test of time. Okay. Those are my two best friends. Okay. You will see me with different people now. And I want to do some myth busting for y'all. As you elevate, it's not that you don't want to be around people that you knew for 20 years or 10 years. Please stop thinking that people got money and got brand new and forgot about their people and all of that bullshit that they be trying to make y'all believe. Because they want y'all to believe like, oh, people fake. Now they only hanging around the verified people. <laughs> If you ain't got a blue check, you know, all that bullshit, right? But that's not it, okay? Let me tell y'all what it really is. The people that you come up with, that you know, those be the people that really start acting funny as hell. They start acting so damn weird. And it like, it hurts you. Like, it really hurts you because they start moving weird as hell, right? They start comparing they start competing. It's like because you came from where they came from. They don't respect who you are now. Um, they're always reminding you. Like you will have them walk up to you and be like, oh, don't forget this. Don't forget that. Don't forget when I was da 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 And it's like, okay, that's cool. Like I didn't forget that, right? But it's like, it's it comes from a place of entitlement, right? So what happens? You, you end up surrounded by a whole bunch of people that got their hand out. A whole bunch of people who are takers, but they truly have nothing to give, right? So then you sit back and, and y'all, nobody gonna tell y'all this. This is the shit that you start experiencing when you hit that seven figures. You be like, I gotta get around some people that like can do something for me. Some people that can put me on, you know? Some people that can teach me something. Some people who can speak my name in some room some people that can bring some opportunity for me right listen every every person that hits that like six seven figure like you gonna start feeling this in your spirit you're gonna be like man where is my tribe of people that can get me here get me there put me in contact with this person like put me on who i can really go to and like get twenty thousand or fifty thousand or a hundred thousand if i need it and then you start looking around you be like damn i don't have nobody I don't have nobody that can do that for me. Not one person. But I'm the person everybody can call and get that from. Listen to me. That shit is so freaking lonely. And you start to feel so fucking stupid that you the bailout queen 
that you the socket that everybody can plug into and that you don't have that stuff from nobody around you. Everybody called you when they bills do. Everyone called you when they rent late. Everyone can call you, but they only call you when they really in need of something. Nobody don't be calling you like, oh, I got 10000 for you. Oh, I remember when you looked out for me, I just wanted to throw you a few, a few bags. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember this. I'm up now. And, if, and when they get up, they ain't coming back. They ain't about to spin a block for you. So you start to look for some people that can add some value to your life. And believe it or not, it's other successful people. You know why? Because they don't need shit from you. People be always, you know, saying like, oh, you know, you want to get around people that been there for you your whole life. That's cool and everything. Like, I'm with that. But let's just be honest. You got to also get around people who don't need shit from you because they good. And when you around people who don't need shit from you because they good because they got a bag because they already made it because they already they living in the same kind of house you living in they driving the same kind of car you driving they got money in their bank the same way you got money in your bank you feel a little more comfortable so while y'all sitting around knocking people because they try and be around other successful people it's really because you not there yet you want to be around a person and you ain't got a question what their intentions is i'm sitting around people and i'm like yeah they don't need me they don't need nothing from me. They don't need no promo. They don't need no money. They don't need shit. Like, they good. We need the um, stickers. Oh, they in my car. My bag right here. We don't need, they don't need nothing. And I can just sit around them and I can just relax knowing that they don't need shit from me. And then I can go to them and they can pour into me. They can sit there and they can teach me something. They can put me in rooms. They can speak my name. They can get me booked for some shit. They can bring a bag to me versus me always pouring, coaching, serving. Like sometimes I want to be served. Sometimes I want to be poor. Sometimes it's like, no. So you got to let those people get there. And while they get in there, you got to continue to surround yourself. Okay. With people who are always, who are already where you want to be and aspire to be. Because let me just tell y'all some something. These people these days will suck you dry. They will suck your behind dry and then they will play the victim. Suck you dry. Y'all out here saying, let me just say, y'all out here watching these celebrities break down. I ain't even on a level yet, I don't think. You know, they got a few honey M's and a, a, a few B's. I can only imagine the the shit they going through with your whole family depending on you what y'all y'all don't have a clue i be telling people like i take care of my children my mama my daddy like nobody works like nobody don't work my kids work for me they want payroll from my company it's coming out of my it's still coming out of my bank account you understand me like, people don't really understand the level of stress that motherfuckers be going through. I retired my mother, like, eight years ago. My mother had, had not worked in eight years. Come on, now. Come on. And get around some different people. Get around some people that can teach you. 
position you, listen to you, pour into you, making friends. Make sure that people want to be your friend. People out here ain't trying to be friends. People trying to get put on. People be having motives. You got to slow walk these people. I'm telling y'all, in this season, I tell people all the time, y'all going to have to go through God, God, to get to me. Because I've let too many people in that didn't play with me at this point. Nobody ain't playing with me again. You think I'm going to be, I'm not putting, no. Mm -mm. Guard is up. And that's another thing. Y'all be thinking people acting bougie and funny. People have been betrayed out this joint. Like, betrayal is real. It takes years to heal from hurt from people that you trust. Betrayal is real. So you got to tread lightly. After you, after people indulge you out too many times, you didn't put people in position, put money in their pocket, been a good person, and you just see that people just out here hopping for the opportunity, you move a little different. Give people some grace. That's why when people be out here tripping out, y'all talking about Will Smith. It's like, baby, y'all don't know how much that man went through. I don't condone, you know, slapping a person, but I ain't even, I done slapped a few people in my life too. <laughs> that didn't piss me off. I stole their hands, but I'm not going to judge him because when you, when you break, you break. And I don't even think it was about Chris Rock. I think he has so much stuff built up. Y'all don't be knowing what people be having three built up. Three, 10, 15, 20 years of hurt, pain, all of that stuff. But you can't express it. You just got to smile and be professional. Meanwhile, people didn't use you up, sucked you dry, talked about you behind your back, and then came back and asked for help. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't want these real conversations. Man, your coach ain't going to tell you about this shit. People, everybody be wanting money. Y'all better be ready for what comes with money and success. It comes with a lot of disappointment, a lot of entitlement, a lot of betrayal, a lot of hate, a lot of fake friends, a lot of people wanting more than they can actually give. Whole lot of that. So just be prepared. Y'all come on my channel. We doing real talk over here. Real talk conversations. All this French stuff. Y'all don't be knowing these people. You don't know these people. If they have not passed the test of men, money, and your evolution, stop calling these people friends. And then y'all be letting these people tell y'all, oh, don't be friends with this person. Don't be. Some of y'all found me because somebody said, oh, I don't like her. You might have read something on the blog and then you just stumbled across my page. Now you over here, you like, damn, I really like her. Then you look up and the same person that told you, don't follow her, I hate her. They the messy ass ones. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you have to take the time to get to know people. You have to understand that on this internet stuff, everybody is not your friend. Use discernment. Allow relationships to grow. Get to know people for who they are, all right? Because people are going to test you. You gotta know people have agendas. I get people that DM me every day, can we go live together? I would love to interview you on my Instagram live. It's like, you think I'm gonna throw you up here on my channel in front of 300,000 people that I didn't work hard to get and I'm just gonna stroll your ass right up in here and you gonna be over here trying to come up, click the button at the top Make sure you follow everybody on this live because that's what they famous for, okay? And then you be trying to suck up all my followers and get in front of my audience for free. 
I ain't getting on no damn Instagram live. Hell no. No. I don't know you. Don't ask me. You want to interview me? Media at girlcoinc.com. It's an interview. I'm charging. It's my time. I didn't work too hard for this shit. Seriously. Y'all got to understand that it's a game being played out here. People don't, they want clout. People want to be seen. People trying to sell their products. They ain't trying to interview nothing. They trying to get in front of your audience. It's called free promo. <laughs> Listen, I have worked with so many women. I know the game. <laughs> And let me tell y'all, I am book smart, but I am also street smart. You can't play that shit with me. You will not interview me. So you pop up on my stuff in front of all my people. I didn't pay for ads, speaking engagements, content, everything under the side. Talk about stuff. Can I interview you on Instagram Live? This is my answer. Get the hell up out of here. <laughs> Think I'm about to throw you in front of my audience and you, you over here. Come on, what's the value add for me? Now I'm gonna talk about this. Mm-mm. I ain't put you in my life unless I trust your spirit. And ain't even about how many followers you got. I got mentees that get on my live all the time. But I know they spirit. <laughs> I know that they they trust me and I know that I can trust them. Go to hell with a popsicle. Not get on my live. All right, and they be feeling salty when you say no. <laughs> exactly. Let me get. I'm gonna do one more question. I'm getting off of here because I gotta go to the gym. Okay, let me see. Mm. At what point of your life did you consider yourself successful? I'm gonna be honest with you. I still don't feel like I'm successful. Y'all gonna know when I'm successful because I'm not gonna be on this app no more. <laughs> y'all got me saying stuff I would normally not say. When I'm successful, y'all ain't gonna see me on this motherfucker no more. Y'all gonna see my companies, baby. But I'm not gonna be on here no more. <laughs> so if I'm still showing up on this damn app, then listen to me. I am not as successful as you think I am. <laughs> when I disappear on y'all asses and y'all just look up and it just be girl CEO and holistic, that's when y'all can say I'm successful like that. <laughs> no, seriously, let me just say this. I never, and I'm just being funny, but I kind of do want to duck off sometime. And I think that many entrepreneurs do. I think that you never really reach ultimate success because there is always an area that you got to grow in like you're constantly growing but what i will say is like i'm good you know i'm good enough for me right <laughs> where ronnie at when you can disappear <laughs> listen i'm good where i'm at like i feel like I, I've done what I needed to do, y'all. I grew up in a crack house in Northeast D.C. on M Street. The alley was Orlean Street. If y'all know D.C., then y'all know, you know, I grew up to junkies in my house. My, my oldest son 
sitting at the table. And I can just say this. I'm more successful. Um, I'm successful based on where I've come from. I'm going to show y'all something. I'm going to show y'all something that just... And this just reminded me. This is a good question. That was a good question because I have something I'm going to show y'all. When I see pictures like this... Let me show y'all this picture. And I said I was going to post this picture because sometimes God will just show you stuff to keep you humble. Um, Where is this picture at? I need to find it. Hold on, y'all. But this is picture that I found... My son probably took the damn picture. Nope. Well, I had it up here, but my son probably took it. It was a picture. Oh, here we go. I want to really make sure y'all know this. Okay. Let me show y'all this picture. This is the environment that my son grew up in. Let me turn this camera around. Can y'all see this? This is my oldest son that was just in a picture with me in this video. Look at this. Look at this house, y'all. This is the house that I grew up in with my 16-year-old son. I mean, at 16 with my son. Do y'all see this? Do y'all see this? Look at this. That's a mattress back there. Okay, like when people be talking about they grew up in the trenches, like, come on, y'all. <laughs> like my, this is, this was, this was my house at 16. Okay, with my one-year-old kid. So when people be like, what keeps you going? What keeps you motivated? Okay. This was a go-kart. I found like this in the trash somewhere. And I bought it in the house for my son to play on. Like this type of stuff. Y'all don't really be knowing. Like people be out here working hard because of where they came from. And what they've been through. That's why I be like, please don't talk to me about struggle. Because you don't even know what the hell I've been through. Like this was my house. And the crazy thing is, when you live in an environment like this, like I really grew up in the hood of DC, like this, not the new DC, like the old DC, like this, this is Orleans Street. When you growing up in this shit, the crazy thing is, like when you when you're in it, you don't even realize, you don't even realize what you living in. You don't even realize that it's dirty. You don't even realize. That you struggling. You don't even realize that this is the trenches. You don't even realize that just a mattress back here. Okay. You don't even look at the carpet. <laughs> like it's home to you. It's home to you. So like when I saw this picture. I was like damn. Like. This, this is why I go so hard. This right here. This is why. So when people be asking me like, well, how you work so hard? I'd be like, what? Like, do you know where I grew up at? Like, do you know how my son was raised? And I just think that this is the reason why like my son has so much respect for me because he's he knows what I've come from. 
my son grew up with me, okay? So like he's seen my transformation. He's seen me go from the projects. Like he grew up beside me watching me struggle. So what I would tell y'all is like, yeah, I definitely, I feel like I'm successful now. Like if you look at this picture, definitely successful. I've come a long way to when my son was playing with dirty mattresses and jumping on dirty mattresses. See, y'all don't know about that. Before you could afford to go to Chuck E. Cheese and um, <laughs> all these game places and shit we be taking our kids to. When you was broke back in the day, baby, you just put the mattress down and your kids just jumped on the day of mattress and baby, that was the balloon. That was Chuck E. Cheese. That was the air balloon. We ain't had, we ain't had no money for that. Y'all don't know about that. You can't, we couldn't afford to like have our kids at Chuck E. Cheese. That was a rare occasion. That was like birthdays. You know how kids be at like Chuck E. Cheese and pump it up, you know, and all that stuff. Now they be there every weekend. When I was coming up and I had my kids, that was only on your birthday. <laughs> and that was once a year. And you probably had about $25 worth of tickets. Okay. And once you spent that $25 and we, and we ate that pizza, it was time to go. And the only jumping and pumping you was going to be doing is on that extra mattress that was in the back room that was right here. And that was the jumping and you tired yourself out. And that was the day. <laughs> the floor. <laughs> yes. Listen, please don't ask me why I work so hard. <laughs> I'm about to post this picture. Y'all think I should post this picture? I think I'm gonna post this picture on my on my page. I'm gonna post this picture. I'm gonna post that picture on my page today. And now to see my son walking up to me on this live, talking about some he done made five hundred dollars today before nine thirty, trading in the foreign exchange market. Y'all saw him. He came upstairs running, mom. I made five hundred today. He just ran upstairs. Ma, I made $500 today trading in the foreign exchange market. And it wasn't even 930 yet. Probably on um, Nas Gold or something like that. He's learned that. And let me tell you how he learned it because this is really important. Instead of me buying my oldest son, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, all of that bullshit, you know, I buy that for myself because I worked hard and, and I can do that now. But I paid for coaching. I paid a trading expert about three to $5,000 a month to train both of my boys for four months, four to five months, one-on-one -on -one to teach them how to trade. I said, the best investment. My son didn't want to go to college, my oldest son. I said, okay, listen, if I was going to pay $30,000, $40,000 a year for you to go to college, I'm going to go ahead and pay this guy who was an expert, um, and, and he didn't, that wasn't even something that he did. He's like, I don't coach people. I don't got time for that shit. I'm like, listen, I'm going to pay you because he already make money. I'm like, let me just pay you how much you want, 3000 5000 a month, whatever. I was paying that stuff every month. And then they wasn't getting it at first. I was mad as shit. I was like, listen, y'all better catch on because I'm paying this money every month. Y'all ass need to pay attention. Like, sometimes you got to, push your kids into things that they can learn. You know what I'm saying? And that they can 
have with them for the rest of their lives. These skill sets that my son, like being able to trade and wake up at 21 years old and make $400 before. And now he's, they left. They, he works in my warehouse. My kids, let me just tell y'all some real crazy stuff. My kids really manage my warehouse. So when y'all getting those emails for holistic, emails for girl CEO, my kids are the one that's sending y'all those emails. My daughter, Amor, my son, Damari, Shay works there as well. They come and get each other every morning and they go to my warehouse. They ship and fulfill my packaging. So they wake up and they start trading and then they start working at the warehouse at 10 o'clock. Those are my kids that's running my company now because I'm teaching them how to run a business. My son is about to start a clothing line this summer, right? So y'all got to put y'all kids in position. I'm like, what? College is good, but I want my son to learn financial literacy first. So while he's in college or if he ever decides to go to college or if he never decides to go, he can survive. Okay, other ethnicities, they've been trading in the stock market and the foreign exchange market for many, 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 many years. We never learned that stuff. Okay, I'm in my 30s, y'all. I have never learned about the stock market in high school, in my 20s. I didn't start understanding it into my 30s. So my thing is, I'm going to teach my kids the stuff that I wish I would have learned. And now my children don't have to sell a product if they don't want to. They don't have to be a business coach. They don't have to be out here hustling. You know, they can go into the stock market and they can make money whenever, right? They can, we have properties, I'm, you know, buying real estate. So each one of my children has a house that is paid for. And I'm not talking about no, no, no bull crap. I'm not talking about like, I don't live in a rural area. I live in DC. So y'all look up the prices of houses in DC, right? Making sure my kids have like real assets. In DC, you ain't getting a house less than 500,000 right now. In DC, I don't even think you're gonna get one as, hmm, you might get one about 700, 800, right? You know, like, but it's different out here. Like this not Chicago, you know, this ain't that. It's really really different. So what I just encourage every single one of you all that are on this live, value some property, make sure your kids learn this day on stock market, go to these experts. Let me just tell you this. People be talking about these coaches that's in their field. They this, they scamming you. They'll take your money, blah, 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 blah. It's bullshit. I take classes I'm not ashamed or afraid to say that it's some shit that I need to learn and that there are some people out here that can teach me some things, okay? I didn't took so many classes. I took Danielle, um, her class, she teaches ads. I took Wall Street Tropic class to learn how to do, um, you know, stuff in the stock market as far as putting these contracts on these stocks and all of this, these options. I didn't took so many freaking classes, a boo class on running ads and I pay for them. I pay for all these people class full price. Y'all, they can say whatever the hell they want, but I didn't learn some shit from these people. Invest in knowledge. A boo didn't told me so much. I'm telling y'all, 
Y'all listen to these people when they out here telling you, don't take these classes, blah, blah, blah. I, I would choose these classes over college. I'm not even going to lie. Play. I would choose these classes over college. I ain't took a class in school that they made me the money that I'm making from the knowledge that I have from taking these same classes. And what I will tell y'all is some of you all are doing yourself a disservice by having access to these kind of people while you have access to them and you're not signing up and getting the knowledge and getting the information because the leverage that people will always have over you is what you don't know. The shit that you don't know is the stuff that you will continue to pay for and you will pay other people to do for you. And until you take the time to sit down and learn some new skill sets, people always want to be able to leverage you because you don't know certain things. People will always be able to monetize you and to leverage you and collect a coin from you based on what you don't know and what you have not been willing to invest in. Period. That's it. Keep listening to these people talking about don't invest in coaches. You're going to be stuck on stupid and dumb just like they are. Most of them got They are what they call a one-trick horse. <laughs> oh, a one-trick pony. What's some old shit my granddaddy used to say? One-trick pony. They got one way to get it. That's it. The worst thing you can have is one way to get to some money. Let me tell you, I can go now. I can speak and make money. I can teach courses if I want to. I can write books if I want to. I can create digital products if I want to. I can sell physical products if I want to. I can come out with skincare, clothes if I want to. I can get into the, the, the stock market like I already am. I know how to do options a little bit now. I got long-term investments. I got real estate. My kids is learning foreign exchange. And the reason why they learning that instead of what I'm learning is because I need their ass to know something I don't know. And I need to know something that they don't know. So we can teach each other and we can both make money in each other lane. So at the end of the day, I don't know foreign exchange. They know foreign exchange. They don't know stock market. I'm learning that, right? So we can trade off of each other for information. That's the real play. And then the real, real play is also having friends that know the shit that you don't know. If I want leadership training, I can call Justin. If I want foreign exchange, I can also call Justin, right? I got people, I got friends that's in the stock market. I got friends that's in technology, right? If I got questions about tech stuff, I can call Morgan, who owned Blavity, you know, who's always, she hit me up yesterday, was like, do you know Web3? I'm like, no, nah, I don't know it. I don't know it yet. She like, well, we're gonna work on that next week. Had some friends to try and teach you some shit. I'm the friend that people call for branding. If I wanna know real estate, I'm gonna call Kiana. If I wanna know government contracting and grant writing, I'm gonna call Tiffany. If I need to know how to get a grant or write a proposal, I'm gonna hit Laney up. I got somebody for everything. If you if you name something. I got somebody for it. When Napoleon Hill say, y'all read that book? Y'all need to get that Napoleon Hill. He talk about you ain't got to know everything. That's all you got to do is have a friend that knows everything. 
a friend, long as you are surrounded by people that know the things you need to know, you good. I want no NFTs, whatever the case may be. I know who I can call for that. I've been and reached out to 19 Keys. All right. It's going to be somebody who know what I need to know. So I ain't never missing. That's how it works. I want to know how to throw a festival. I'm going to call Marcus for Broccoli City. I know he know how to do it. So you, y'all got to line it up. Because some of y'all, y'all around people, the people you spending your time with, they don't know shit. They can't do nothing for you. That's when you start to look at that circle. Okay? All right, y'all. I'm getting off of here. I'm going to the gym. I got a meeting. Let me tell you, I got a meeting today with the developer that build properties and build houses and stuff like that. I'm sitting down with this meeting today and I'm going to learn some stuff. I got a house, another house. I got a whole lot of equity and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with it. I think I'm going to like use it to like build some more properties and stuff. I don't know shit about it. I'm going to go and I'm going to meet with this person today and I'm going to get some information on like being a builder. <laughs> Listen, y'all. One thing I ain't going to do is stop. Okay. <laughs> do what y'all got to do. All right. I love y'all. I hope y'all have a good day. I'm getting off of here and I'm sending y'all nothing but love and light. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big